This weekend, Missouri had a potential quarterback transfer visit campus. Let's talk about Jaden Daniels coming up, plus an update on the Marquise Robinson situation. And we'll take to the hardwood with the men and the women right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And you know what? Just quickly, let me start by thanking all of you for being patient with me as well. I brought another life into this world. Well, I guess more specifically, my wife brought another life into this world this past week. So I've been a little bit absent on the podcast recently, but you know what? We're back with five episodes of Locked on Mizzou for you this week. I promise you're getting them. I promise. I absolutely promise. So again, thanks for being patient. Mama and baby daughter number two are doing quite well. But you know what? You don't need to hear about my my silly family on this podcast. You want to hear about the Missouri Tigers, and there's been some big news this past weekend, or at least some big potential news. We know that Jaden Daniels, Arizona State's starting quarterback the past three seasons, well, we know that he was on Missouri's campus this past weekend. Well, one of those things, and a little bit of confusion, just to clear up a little bit of confusion online from this past weekend, it was reported that Daniels signed a a sort of letter of intent, something like that. Well, essentially, all that all the whether I'm getting the wording of that correct or not, the bottom line is that doesn't mean that he's signing to play with Missouri. He had to basically for some sort of paperwork reasons, for rules based reasons, he had to sign some paperwork in order to visit Missouri in an official capacity. But that doesn't mean he's necessarily going to Missouri. In fact, the LSU reportedly has come calling for Mr. Daniels. Now, first of all, how good is this kid? Does Missouri really want Daniels? Well, at first glance, certainly for me, you would think, okay, the guy had 10 touchdown passes and 10 interceptions last year. Now, again, first glance, that doesn't exactly jump off the page at you. Then you go back to his true freshman season where he started in 2019. You see 17 touchdowns and three interceptions, including a victory, an upset victory over Oregon, Justin Herbert, who's now an NFL superstar for all intents and purposes. So, you know, a mixed bag, just a, a again, first cursory glance for Jaden Daniels. So what I wanted to do is actually get my eyes on the kid. So I went back and watched his game last season against the Washington Huskies. The Huskies got up 14 nothing early on the Sun Devils, but Arizona State came back and won that football game. But quite honestly, a lot of it wasn't on the arm of Jaden Daniels. And you notice for much of that 2021 season, Arizona State just didn't ask him to throw the ball that often. In fact, more often than not, you saw his pass attempts were in the teens. I think against Washington State, he had a season high of about 30 or 31 pass attempts or so. But that was very much not the norm for that season. So what do we make of that? Does that mean that Arizona State did not trust Daniels to throw the ball? Did they not trust their protection? 
did they not trust their receivers like they had in 2019? Because, well, Daniel's first season, they had Brandon Ayuk, who's now a very good NFL receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. Well, again, my eyes, what they told me is that they didn't really trust Daniels to throw the ball on third and long. But you know what? Those guys are sort of few and far between in college football. So what does Daniels do well? Well, number one, I think he's an excellent runner. That's something that stands out immediately. He almost has a sort of Brad Smith-like body, I would say, 6'3", about 185 pounds, sort of a lanky runner, but a really good runner in the open field. So to me, although Brady Cook and Tyler Macon have certainly shown the ability to run the ball, I actually think Daniels is on another level, at least just in terms of rushing, and his passing upside is probably a little bit higher, too. He's got a really strong arm, no doubt about that. On the, at the same time, though, I thought his decision-making on third down a couple times was suspect. He threw a really bad interception on a, a third and six where I noted that Arizona State was already an 0-for-7 in the game on third downs. I don't believe they picked one up through the air for the entire game. So again, we can also question Arizona State, right? If you're a Chiefs fan like me, you remember Herm Edwards was basically a three yards and a cloud of dust. Hey, let's just try to possess the ball, not turn it over. Really, really conservative style. And it doesn't surprise me that with Arizona State's whole program under fire for the last couple seasons, that Herm Edwards might have regressed and gone with the safety of what he knows best. And again, it's that three yards and a cloud of dust style of offense where you're running it three times to every one time you pass probably. And it seems like that's what Arizona State did. So to me, I can actually understand from Daniel's perspective why he would want to get out of – you don't want to catch a falling knife, as they say, in the stock market. Well – that may be what you're trying to do at Arizona State by trying to hang on to the, what seems to be a, sh a sinking ship with the Sun Devils right now. So I understand why he would want a fresh start in college football. And it seems like what Eli Drinkwitz likes to do, which is a lot of short passing, precision type timing kind of passing and a lot of run pass option type plays. Well, it seems like actually at further look, I think Jaden Daniels would fit into that quite a bit. The problem is when you get sort of behind schedule and it's third and nine, third and ten, I don't know that he's going to be the answer there, but frankly, we may not have that answer on the roster, period. So I understand why Drinkwitz is taking this chance, you know, maybe upsetting some people on the current roster to go with a more high upside athlete like Jaden Daniels. I think if Missouri could get his services, it would definitely be a benefit to that quarterback room without a doubt. Now, speaking of potential transfers to Missouri, well, we thought we had Auburn defensive lineman Marquise Robinson in the fold, but now that appears to very much be in question. Let's update the Robinson situation. But first, I want to tell you about our title sponsor, Bet Online, who has you covered with literally more props than you could possibly imagine. They've got all the latest odds, the latest tide, the latest totals player performance props, everything you could possibly imagine at betonline.net, the number one spot for all your gambling needs. I tell you, I really hope we have Major League Baseball coming, don't you? Because I could use some baseball betting in my life. I want to just go full Pete Rose this season, really just embrace the whole thing. But of course, 
not just your major sports. They've got you covered with everything from hockey, boxing, UFC. The Olympics is gone, but they have those those type of sports are going on all the time between Olympics. Well, guess what? You can bet at Bet Online where the game starts. And thank you, as always, for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen of the podcast day. And you know what? We are free and available on all platforms, of course. But this Marquise Robinson situation, very, very strange. And mostly because he actually enrolled in classes at Missouri. That is a thing that happened. I can tell you, I've had that confirmed from people within the University of Missouri who work in admissions and all of that kind of stuff. He absolutely enrolled, and apparently Missouri pulled a decent amount of strings to get him eligible as well. And yet, well, he certainly hasn't set foot on campus, and to my knowledge, has not taken any online courses either. And in fact, according to Gabe DeArmond at Power Mizzou, he's still at Auburn. So now, what, what do we make of this, right? Well, it seems like it's very much up in the air. If he chooses not to go through spring football with Missouri and then, what, comes around in the summer, is this? do you still want him? I, I don't know how high a level of a talent that this is that you sort of just keep a spot open for him. I don't, I don't even know how this works. The, the 2022 college football is, is very, very confusing at times. So the bottom line is he could be staying at Auburn. He still could be coming to Missouri. Perhaps he goes somewhere else. We don't really know at this point, but you would think when somebody enrolls in classes at Missouri, that means they're going to play football for you, but apparently not when it comes to Auburn defensive lineman Marquise Robinson. So frankly, we're just going to have to wait and see on that one. And another news, and stop me if you've heard this before, but the Missouri men's basketball team was outclassed once again. This time it was by LSU and Xavier Pinson. And I don't know about you, if you actually watch that game, good for you. You're a hardcore fan like me. But Xavier Pinson, exact, exact same guys we saw, right? The previous three years, spectacular at times. A really good ball handler. Sometimes not the functionally best finisher in the world, though, right? Like a lot of oohs and a lot of ahs at times on those ball handling moves. And then, well, he fails to finish sort of a a wild attempt at the rim at times. But you know what? Missouri could absolutely use somebody exactly like Xavier Pinson on their current team because, again, he can actually dribble the ball. And most importantly, he'll attack off the dribble. That's one thing that not only does Missouri turn the ball over, one of their big problems is they just don't have anybody who's willing to attack off the bounce. And when you have a really good defensive team like Will Wade has with LSU this season, they're just going to trap you to death. And Missouri just has no no answer whatsoever. But really, there's not much more to talk about when it comes to the Missouri LSU game. So let's, let's again, just talk about the bigger picture to me. And I got to say, I enjoy Rock M Nation, that site quite a bit, but they ran a piece recently that, that kind of, that frankly made me a little bit upset. (laughs) And, And here's why, because it felt like loser talk to me. And now again, Take this the right way. I'm not saying that whoever wrote it is a loser. I'm not saying that people at Rock M Nation are, are losers. Again, I'm a fan of the site. My point is the idea there is loser talk. And here's what I'm saying. The, the, 
the premise of the piece at Rock M Nation was essentially that Missouri fans need to lower their expectations because Missouri has not spent like a top 25 or 30 basketball program that maybe people like me perceive that Missouri at least can be, right, potentially. But my thing is, I think you need a little bit more context there. And to me, it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy in a lot of ways, because let's remember the last 10 years or so, okay, what has Missouri done in terms of spending? Well, they decided not to extend Frank Haith's contract after, again, they were going to go after the big fish. Matt Painter was the plan there. And certainly, it's not as though Mike Anderson was shoved out the door, right? At least to my knowledge, Mike Anderson had, there, it may have been a little bit of a strain there with Missouri at times from him looking around a couple times, but Listen, the guy basically got his dream job at Arkansas, so that's one thing. But the Frank Haith deal, I still understand why Missouri was reticent to extend Haith, and I also understand, frankly, why Frank jumped for the money and and more job security at Tulsa. I understand both sides of that equation. But again, the circumstances there are very obvious why Missouri didn't end up spending a lot of money. Again, they went game big game hunting for Matt Painter. It didn't work out, and well, unfortunately, they probably made a mistake in settling for Frank Haith. But again, there's a reason why Missouri spent a little bit less than they normally would have, despite the fact that they were apparently willing to pay Matt Painter. Then on the other side, well, they made the horrible mistake of cheaping out, frankly, on Kim Anderson, okay? And he wasn't extended either. Now, then, Conzo Martin obviously was not considered a cheap hire at the time, but you know what? He also hasn't given Missouri any reasons to lavish a huge, expensive extension upon him either. Now, another thing, Missouri has also spent a lot of money on a new basketball arena, gosh, 16, 17 years ago now at this point. Well, here's the thing. Missouri does not have the glittering, brand-new, state-of-the-art facilities in the nation like they were in 2005. But you know what? Their facilities are still pretty good. They're definitely not bad. And from what I understand when it comes to recruiting, you don't need the best facilities. You just can't have the worst, at least not in your own conference. So to me, you find the right coach – You start winning some games, and suddenly you'll find that the spending will naturally come in the form of contract extensions for your coaches, donations from from fans and season ticket holders. Your season ticket holder base suddenly returns like it magically did when Michael Porter Jr. signed on after just, you know, the, the horrible years of Kim Anderson. And, you know, for as much as we've talked about fan apathy on this show i actually had a friend email me recently i thought this was a really good comment in fact he writes i also don't really believe it's apathy again talking about the missouri men's basketball program i think it's a retreat for the sake of their emotional health and it's kind of hard to blame people for feeling that way start building something and they'll come back is how they end this email and i have to agree with that again it's one thing it's one thing for people to not to check out of Missouri basketball, right? Just sort of like last season, last couple seasons, I, 
I've checked out on the Kansas City Royals at the end of the season. Well, that doesn't mean that if the Royals this season, if they call up Bobby Witt Jr. and are playing 500 ball to start the season, if you don't think I'm going to get sucked back in, well, you don't know me very well. I can easily get sucked back in. Just like there are lots of Missouri fans out there who, while they're not interested in in this particular team, they may be apathetic toward this particular season, this this particular squad. Well, I don't think they're apathetic toward Missouri basketball in general. Give them a good product to watch. Give them a few more wins. Give them something to sink their teeth into. And I think you'll be surprised at just how much spending Missouri fans and, and the big donors, that includes them for sure, I think you'll be surprised what they're willing to do. And coming up, I want to talk a little bit about the Missouri women's basketball team, including Dave Matter invoking the Ewing theory involving Asia Blackwell. Ouch. Ouch. Well, you know what? Let's talk about that. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar. And hopefully you're not like me. Hopefully you haven't given up on all your New Year's resolutions at this point. If you're still eating healthy, trying to lose a few pounds, well, you know what? Occasionally... That gets a little old, right? Occasionally, you would like to treat yourself. We'll do it with Built Bar because Built Bars are not only a relatively healthy snack option, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Unlike most protein bars, which are tough to get down the old gullet, no, Built Bars are chewy, tasty, yummy, and again, 100% real chocolate on top of being high in protein, Low in calories, low in sugar, and low in net carbs. That's what you want, right? So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Well, the last time we talked about the Missouri women, I noted that if the Tigers beat Kentucky, they're probably going to make the NCAA tournament. Well, unfortunately, they did not beat Kentucky. And Asia Blackwell, among two other Missouri players, apparently popped for marijuana possession, did not play in that particular ball game, not, also didn't play against Florida at the number 15 Gainesville location there. Number 15, the AP poll, I should more elegantly say there. Well, a huge victory, obviously, without Blackwell and the rest of those gals. Really, just you, you got to be impressed. And to the point where Dave Matter even invoked the Ewing theory about Asia Blackwell, because obviously a huge victory for the Tigers that might well have gotten them over on the right side of the, the NCAA tournament bubble. I'm not even sure they're on the bubble anymore. They should probably be in. Despite being 7-9, and nine, of course, in conference the SEC is kind of a bloodbath when it comes to women's basketball. The best team in the country, obviously with just one loss, is the South Carolina Gamecocks. And, well, guess who beat them? Missouri without Asia Blackwell. So, by the way, if you're not familiar with the Ewing theory, this goes back to the ringers, Bill Simmons, who was with ESPN at the time. Basically, he and his friend had this theory that actually the New York Knicks, for whatever reason, would in fact do a little bit better when Patrick Ewing was out. So this was then sort of put on to lots of athletes, guys who maybe were superstar players that put up big numbers that maybe didn't always win, and sometimes their teams would do better without them. Alex Rodriguez, a, a fine example, when he left Seattle, well, they immediately won 118 games the next season. 
So I just thought, oh boy, we're doing that with Asia Blackwell, huh? I don't know. Just after two games, that seems like a bit of a coincidence to me. I can't see how Missouri would actually be better off without her. It doesn't seem like they force the ball into her offensively or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe some of you who watch the team more closely than I do can possibly correct me there, but call me crazy. I think Missouri's actually better off with Asia Blackwell. It just seems like a bizarre coincidence to me, but also, just secondly, really, this is still something that we're doing. Even in even in Missouri, even in Columbia, Missouri, we're still randomly deciding to punish adults for marijuana possession. I, I, and I'm, really, let's just look at the actual legal landscape of marijuana in this city and in this state. Well, in the city of Columbia, just minor little marijuana possession is not even I believe it's now decriminalized correct me if I'm wrong at most you get like a fine or some sort of citation you're not exactly getting the handcuffs thrown on you anymore it's not it's not 1968 anymore even when I was going to college right they've relaxed a lot of stuff and these days guess what there are three cannabis what's it called? The dispensaries in town, right? Medical marijuana. Hey, it's all legal in the state of Missouri. For all intents and purposes, anybody can get marijuana as long as you pay the state $100 a year. And then guess what? The dispensaries themselves, the growers, well, they have to pay the state too. So the point is the legal system in Missouri, the legal system in this city clearly doesn't care if you smoke marijuana anymore. If you possess marijuana, cannabis, whatever you want to call it. But yet somehow in this one instance, because, well, you see on university property, they have to go by the state laws. So that nullifies the relaxed Columbia stuff. And since Asia Blackwell presumably didn't give the state a hundred dollars this year, they didn't, they didn't get her extorted money somehow. Well, now she needs to be punished and this triggers this and that again, a little more context here. The NCAA is about to relax their marijuana stuff as well to the point where your first test, your second test, and your third test, no loss of eligibility whatsoever. So essentially, you can be popped three times testing positive for marijuana coming up here in NCAA basketball, and there will be no loss of eligibility as long as you go to your 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 management plan and education. Basically, they give you some sort of you know, re-education program that you're supposed to take. As long as you go with that, hey, we'll check, we'll check the paperwork off, and you're good to go. You can test positive three times. So for all intents and purposes, essentially the NCAA is about to legalize pot for, for games too. So, But somehow we're going to do this arcane thing where we're going to ruin Asia Blackwell, this Missouri team. We're going to kind of ruin their season a little bit here at the end. I don't know. I'm just, I'm really tired, especially after the last couple of years with all this COVID stuff of just laws for the sake of laws and rules for the sake of rules and no idea of the spirit of anything. What, what is the spirit of marijuana laws anymore? When we live in a town, again, Columbia, Missouri, where the University of Missouri is, there are dispensaries all over the place now. There are billboards advertising. There are doctors all over this town who are looking to make a quick buck and sell you a medical card. 
And guess what? Once again, the state of Missouri, they're the biggest beneficiary of all. They just want their cut. And I guess that was Asia Blackwell's mistake and her teammates who also got in trouble. I guess that was their mistake, was not giving the state their cut. Well, you know what? Nuts to that. I think that's unfair. I think that's wrong. And I think everybody involved in sort of shaming and punishing these young ladies for doing absolutely no harm to nobody whatsoever, everybody involved in that, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah, you heard me. So anyway, that's where that's where I'm going to end this show. Went off on a little bit of a rant there, obviously. You can tell that I'm a bit of a political radical, and that's not going to change. But you know what? You know what else is never going to change? I'm here for you five days this week, I promise. I know I've been a little bit a little bit absent lately, but we're going to make up for it. Go hard this week, and thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen. As always, now why don't you make your second listen, Locked On the NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. Bring the NFL Draft to life every weekday with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So until tomorrow, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.